motherfucking goodie, y'all. It's Kimin over back with my tea of the day. <clears throat> Welcome to season three, episode 19. 126 episodes and counting. Check us out, y'all. Thank y'all for still being on this ride with me and having this conversation and expressing ourselves and getting into some conversations and some needed talks. Or just regular pop culture and music. So, of course, this episode is going to be... Let's get into Janet Jackson, the docu-series. I know I'm, like, a week late. But I really need, I really wanted to digest this with you and see what we all learned from her doing it. From her doing her docu-series her way. From her words. Instead of... Her getting a little a little older and someone else trying to tell her story through their eyes or from what they quote unquote think that they know. And that's not always the best idea or the best way. Especially as an artist, like you're kind of skeptical or you're sensitive about your shit. So for her to really take the time to just do the docu series, filming it film it like within five years span of the different scenarios the different stuff that she wanted to get off her chest and different topics that she wanted to definitely talk about throughout her career that kind of made her career what it was it was definitely great to see four hours four parts or three parts I think four hours and I was thoroughly impressed I loved the cinematography the cinematography of it all I loved how she gave me just enough. Like, I felt like I learned about her more. Because, no shade, but I was never, like, the biggest Janet Jackson fan. I always had respect for her. I always had admiration. I always, like, put her to the best or mostly the highest regards for her talent. But just in general, I just never, per se, got into her gig as an artist or as a person per se like I for like most artists I don't really care about the personal aspect I just like the music or like them either I like them as a person or most I just I'm here for the music not necessarily what you do outside of the music because outside of music is like it's for me I feel like it's off limits but for you to do a documentary we won't want to know some things that's off limits kind of thing so, I guess the first thing I learned was that Catherine worked at Sears. And Joe was, he worked at, um, like, the Stone Mills. I would never picture Catherine working at Sears, though. And I never knew that Catherine actually made all of their outfits for a little part of time. I never knew she was a seamstress, like, Miss Tina Knowles. Like, what could, the similarities there already. Um, and then when she was in the car, that part. When she got emotional, because she seen the mural that they have of her brothers on some part of Minnesota. That's where they're from? Where are they from? Oh, no, Kansas. Yeah. She seen a mural on the wall of her brothers, and Michael was the only one looking at, or looking, yeah, looking up or straight forward or whatever like that. And she got a little emotional because, like, she never seen them real. So, like, that was kind of dope. Just to see, like, her softer side. 
1968 Hitsville. This is where, like, Jackson 5 was, like, introduced to the world, was birthed out. And it was nine of them living in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom apartment. Like, that is small. I can just imagine the fights and just the annoyingness of it all. And just how much they struggled to get where they were. Like, it's just like those fine things where it's like, oh, damn. Maybe this is why that person is the way they are, kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah, like I said, Captain made <clears throat> majority of the Jackson outfits for a little while. And then, after Hitsville in 1968, 1971, they decided to move their family to LA. And Janet started performing at the age of seven. But here's my thing, was she asked to perform? Or was she forced to perform? I thought the documentary, it definitely leaned for me towards she was forced to perform. Like, this wasn't what she loved. Like, she wanted to be normal at certain parts. Certain parts and points in her life. And, unfortunately, if this is all you know, this is just all you're going to do. Kind of thing, which is unfair to her and which is unfair to a lot of artists who are brought into, like, musical families. Because then it's like, damn, like, I don't want to disappoint my family. But I have other plans. So she started at the age of seven performing. And she was put into music. In 1974, they did a Vegas residency, which I was unaware of. And Janet was all through the, the Vegas residency. And, like, sometimes they'll go to, like, different Vegas shows, and they'll see, like, topless women. And I think at that point, that's where she kind of understood what sexuality was, or kind of understood that there's different aspects and different people out there in the world. Because seeing her at a young age, it's like, she's been sheltered for, like, most of her childhood, basically. And to see that, it's like, wow, okay. And then I love this quote that she put. Discipline without love is tyranny. So discipline without love is tyranny. Um, and then this is the time, this is the amount of time that she did good times. And she played Penny so well off of experience though. Like I felt like when Penny was getting beat, I felt like she was getting beat. Not because she necessarily wanted to get beat, but that's just how Joe got them in line, got them to behave, got them to rehearse and do everything that he needed them to do to get their film out the hood, basically. Like, he seemed an inkling of some talent within them, and he used that, marketed that, and fine tuned that, which is perfect, but how did you do that? Because they did not have time for, like, they were scared to be outside and not rehearsing when you got home. That's the problem. Like, you don't, you never want your kids to fear you. You never want your kids to feel like they can't come with, come to you for anything. And at some point, Janet cannot come to him for anything. 
she just had a manager. She did not have a father. Um, Janet actually wanted to go to college. And Jeff was like, no. No school here. You're going to go on tour. You're going to make this first album. You're going to go solo. Well, she was never really part of the Jackson Pop. So you're going to start your solo career. Like, you're going to get into the music business. Because the Jackson Pop's not going to be around forever. So, you're going to start making this money. And Janet really wanted to go to school. She wanted to have a regular life. She wanted to be in dorms and go to probably a black college, an HBCU, um, live a regular life, have a regular boyfriend, do the marching band, like, have maybe band practice and all of that great stuff. But unfortunately, she couldn't, she did not have that majority of having that choice. Um, the Jackson 5 and the firing job. And... Which makes sense. Because it comes to a point in a person's career where you have to distance yourself from your manager sometimes. Like sometimes your manager and then so happens that just your boss so you're not really getting both aspects because it's hard to turn it off when you're at the dinner table eating food. But yeah, they have XYZ shows, they have this interview that's going on, they have this tour that they're about to start. It's a lot. So they eventually fired him. And then Janet Jackson ended up taking him on as a manager. Um, the crazy part is when she became 18 years old, when she turned 18, she got married at 18 to get away and to get out of control from Jeff. In 1984, she wanted to be away from John. She wanted to be away from her father, away from his control, away from his reach. So she got married because of that. Like, that was her main reason of getting married. <clears throat> Especially so young. But unfortunately, that marriage ended. Because, of course, there was rumors that she had a secret baby. And he had a drug problem. Unfortunately, he had a drug problem. Um, so for a long time she felt like she attracted drug users she just attracted like there was just something in her that attracted people who are going to bring drugs which is like a lot to unpack within that whole statement within that whole thing like what are you within you that's attracting these type of people kind of thing you know what I mean that's when you have to do your homework um she never had a secret baby. She never was pregnant. She just has um, body issues. Like sometimes she'll be heavy, sometimes she'll be she'll be skinny, sometimes she'll gain weight, sometimes she'll lose it. And she's an emotional eater. So that's why, like recently, when she was posting like different snippets of the doctor series, whatever like that, you'll see like one photo where she's like really happy, and y'all was really trying to drive her over that, and y'all did not know what the fuck the tea was. Like, she has... Uh, like, she eats when she's depressed. Like, she's an emotional eater. Um, for her, she started getting big. Like, her first two albums, I think, did not do so well. 
she was not in love with it. She wasn't in love with the music. It didn't speak to her. I don't think she wrote it. I don't think she wrote the music, to be honest, either. And then control happened. And this changed her whole trajectory of her whole career. This is what put Janet Jackson on the map. This is what made her a threat in the industry. And gave her her name other than being Michael Jackson's little sister. But before that happened, she let us know that, in her opinion, there was a shift between her and Michael. Because her and Michael was the closest between their their siblings. Like, they was just so close, so... Janet and Michael, Michael Janet. And it was a shift between their relationship within the Thriller album and the Thriller ever with them. She doesn't quite get into it, but I feel like Michael has so many people talking and in his ear. And maybe he got big-headed. Maybe he felt like he was the shit and he's the biggest artist in the world. And there's a certain thing that he was and was not going to deal with and not kind of been with his family. So, unfortunately, like, their relationship with their relationship kind of got strained. And that's unfortunate to hear. And then Control album came out with Timmy Lewis and Jimmy, Jimmy Jazz, Jimmy Jones, Jimmy something, in 1985. And two years later, her second marriage began to this photographer kind of person who ended up becoming the psycho in a way. He was very hand he wasn't handsy but he was definitely controlling in the midst of everything. He had her best interest at heart as long as he was controlling every aspect of her career. Cause this is when we started seeing her become more sexy. This is when she did the essence photo shoot when he was holding her nipples. This is when the Super Bowl era happened. Like a lot of no, Super Bowl didn't happen with her with him. But a lot of stuff definitely was happening in his care. Nineteen ninety, the rhythm nations were happening. This was her biggest tour. This is when we get that one eight count. I mean that that wonderful Boom, 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 boom. Like, that whole army fatigue outfit, like, this was her era. This is when she said, I'm Janet, bitch, and fuck with me if you want, but I'm not going nowhere. Um, and Rhythm Nation gave her seven top five singles. She had a Coca-Cola deal. And, unfortunately, all of this top of her career. And because of the first allegations with her brother Michael Jackson, with molesting these kids, came about and she was dropped from her, from her Coca-Cola deal. Like she said, I guess you're guilty by association. You're not the only one doing these actions, but since that's your brother, guilty by association. 
um, and then Scream happened. And for Scream, during this time, you know, he's on trial for the molestation charges, and he wanted to finally do something with his sister, Janet. And she just wanted to be a supportive sister. She just was like, okay, I'll be here for you. How can I help with this all? Like, what do you need from me for this all? And in his mind, or between the labels, or between like the people around them, they wanted it since they are the two biggest artists in the world at that time. They wanted to make it competitive. They wanted to make it where they are battling each other. And Janet was not for that. But Michael was all for it. He wanted all the smoke. Because I guess he wanted to prove who was the better Jackson. And she was just trying to be a supportive sister. So she wasn't feeling that at all. Um, and then he became isolated from family. Afterwards. Um, and then in 2004, the Super Bowl happened. And she took the blame. She decided to take the blame because she was a bigger artist. She had the most to lose. And she didn't fully blame. Um, she didn't blame Justin Timberlake. I guess because I don't see how it's his fault. Like, this is her wardrobe that was taken off. I'm quite sure he didn't think that it was going to come off. I don't think that he knew that she wasn't wearing a bar or whatever. Underneath it, I don't think that he knew that it ripped off. I don't know if he was aware of that. I would fault him for not trying to cover it up when it came off. I would guess I would fault him for that and I would just I will blame him for not supporting her after the backlash, for staying silent. Because after that, the industry, the white GP was in a frenzy over seeing a black nipple on prime time television. They was okay with everything else that she did. Getting sexy during the, this cover, during that cover. But once that happened, they blamed her, they blamed the black woman. And that wasn't right. But while that happened, she couldn't go to the Grammys now. Now she was uninvited to the Grammys. Then she was off of this red carpet, that red carpet. And I felt like they wanted to always do that because when she's a black woman of power that is super needed, they wanted to humble her. Second, they wanted to show that just because you're a Jackson, you're Jackson, you're still Michael Jackson's sister, and this is, he's a monster, so I have to hurt you as well. So, they blackballed her, and that was like the worst time in her career, but then the best time in her career, because then she really got to understand what the industry is, and then she started playing the industry in her terms, started doing things that would benefit her in the industry. And the black community, the black aspect of the industry, held her down all these years. And never um, demolished or 
not showed her power, her essence in the culture, her impact. That's what I love to see. And I'm happy that we got to witness Kevin Jackson and her full aura. For me, I loved, I guess because I grew up in the 90s, so I loved that era of Janet the most. I loved the love songs. I loved. I don't know, we're gonna do it again. And, ooh, warmth. It's so many Janet Jackson hits. All for you. Feedback. Feedback. Like, it's too many hits to, to even count. She literally is a blueprint of being a female artist, being a female performer. All had to go down to her. It was weird how they both kind of laughed. Her and J- her and Jermaine Dupree kind of laughed about um, Jermaine Dupree cheating on her. I was kind of, I guess, confused with that. But hey, if y'all are over it, cool. I just confused of how the fuck you cheat on Janet Jackson. But then it's like. All these women throwing themselves at you. But yet you're so stuck in your work. You're not even giving Janet Jackson the time of day. So eventually I feel like. One of. The relationship wasn't going to. Sustain. Regardlessly. Because they both wasn't putting in. He wasn't putting in time. For her. Even though she's super busy. She's super powerful. He just wasn't making time for her. Because he was preoccupied. With trying to build his own career. And. With being a DJ. And making beats and becoming a producer unfortunately pussy gonna be thrown at you you have to be smart enough not to receive it but it's, it's gonna be thrown at you um I feel like that's all I really got from this documentary I definitely feel like it could be part two but I'm happy where she left off with her third marriage, but she didn't talk about her her son like that. She didn't talk about her husband like that. She left that private, as it should be. Um, because she's able to control that now. Before, she wasn't able to control that because it was just business and pleasure all in one. And this time, it's different. She learned different. Um, I'm happy that right after she had her son, she went on tour. She showed them, at 50, I can have a kid. I can have my baby. And I can go back on tour and kill it. 50 what? Black girl magic. I love how she... She used the documentary to show different aspects of... Unfortunately, the industry. And how being able to buy association works. Because, not for nothing... The allegations of Michael Jackson definitely affected her career in a negative light. The Super Bowl definitely affected her career in a negative light. If those two things ever happened, who would have known how bigger she could have been? She was literally right. I felt like she could have become bigger than Michael. Yeah. Michael has the undeniable impact, but so does Janet. 
And I'm happy that she was able to tell her story her way. And I want to know why LaToya wasn't really part of it. And I don't really seem like her and Reeby's that close. So I was confused with that. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but I don't... I was wondering why... Um... All her siblings was a part of her documentary. And it just seemed like her and Reeby's off. Or Reeby's just off. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but... Yeah. But thank you for listening to Kimi's Tea of the Day. And I'm on every platform imaginable. So stream me everywhere. Let your family, your friends, your co-workers, your baby mama, baby daddy... Let them know who the fuck I am. And let them know what conversation we be having over here. And what key, what tea, and what key, what you, what what type of key you about to get. Because this whole episode was definitely a key. And we got into Janet Jackson and her legacy and her documentary and how important she is for the culture. And if you want to get in on the fun, if you want to get in on any conversation I have or you want to bring a conversation to me, let me know and get prepared for this drop on the 19th of this month where I'm interviewing two lovely gentlemen that is part of this great television show, this great television um, YouTube series. And it is about topic I've talked about before, but not in this light, not in this facet. And check us out in June as well, when I hopefully will be able to interview the whole cast of this YouTube series. And that will be live in Love and Color. And let me know if y'all want me to start having a darling corner type of thing, because I want to start getting in on y'all gig. I want to start connected with my people, my fans. I want people to start calling in. So we can really have a conversation about shit that I be talking about and that y'all can get in on. And critique me, criticize me. I want this channel to grow to grow, and I want it to be for us by us because this is for us. Like these are conversations that we need to have. And just get prepared for this next conversation I'm about to bring to y'all coming soon. Thank y'all for listening to season three, episode 18, 126 episode motherfucking end. And we still going. Thank y'all. Laters.